and welcome to the Top Gear magazine podcast. I'm here in the studio. I'm Jack Ricks, by the way, editor-in-chief of Top Gear. we got Rowan Horncastle and also Ollie Q here. And we're here for another podcast where we give you everything you need to know about, insert a name of car here. And today, um, you know, we're very in touch with cost of living crisis, um, you know, real world living, basically. Um, so we're... Duchess we're Andero? Uh, Lamborghini Aventador. Oh, of course. Actually. Yeah, but we one, do yeah. have a reason because it is the 60th anniversary of Lamborghini this year. You see, there's always a reason. Really. <laughs> um, and actually, the as as we record this, the, the new magazine, which went on sale just a couple of days ago, um, is a 60th anniversary special for Lamborghini. So it feels right that we should talk about the Aventador, the the outgoing mid-engined V12 Lamborghini, if you like. Um, it feels like a, it's a car that's been through most of my life. It, it's just like a staple supercar. And I think it is the first, we would say, supercar that grew with social media and probably helped elevate it to a certain place. Um, yeah, that's a really good point, isn't it? it is, if there was one car that's conquered Instagram... It is various iterations of the event. You've seen them crash. You see them in hip hop videos. You see catching them, fire. Yeah, you know, <laughs> cooking Christmas turkeys over their exhaust. I wonder if there's a piece of AI software that could filter through the entirety of Instagram and decide which car has had the most posts about it. It's it got to be probably, a Lamborghini. Yeah, hasn't it's it? got. Yeah. I think. I think it'd be an event store. Well, there's, yeah, a, there's, there's, there's a million posts on IMDb about its misplacement in what was that film with. Uh, all right, all right, all right. What's his name? McConaughey. <laughs> McConaughey. Don't, what was the? What was? It's in the back of shot, and it's in the eighties. Oh, but there's an um, Aventador. The Dallas Buyers Club. Exactly. And he's got it, it's set in the eighties, and there's a poster of an Aventador. Really? LP seven hundred dash four. Oh, you his... just ruined that film for yeah, me. Spoiler, spoiler alert for your Oscars contenders <laughs> from ten years ago. Anyway, <laughs> but we should start at the beginning. So right, we should the Aventador. When did it come about? Well, well, we'll get to that. Normally, the, the the sort of framework for these podcasts is we take the most asked questions on the internet about about this car, and we have pulled those questions thanks to our SEO team. Um, yeah, they're a bit random compared to others. <laughs> what we're going to do is is create our own framework for this one. Tell you about um, the timeline of the car, all the hundreds of millions of editions that have been spun off this platform. Maybe talk a bit about. Uh, event doors that are featured in Top Gears over the year and maybe have a little comb of the classifieds as well and then maybe at the end Ooh, we'll yeah. come back to those questions and just Make check sure we've that we've covered them all off. Good idea. How about that? Alright, so go on, let's uh, kick off with the timeline. When did the world become aware of this car? You see, like Rowan, I thought it was it had been around for about a 50 years now so I've just had to go and check but it was only February 2011 that we first clapped eyes on the zigzag on wheels that is a, an event store. that was Geneva Motor Show before they showed us the the, the chassis first I remember that you just yeah, kind of it was saw- a rolling chassis because what you have to remember is that back in when this car came out it was all new every single V12 Lamborghini before that so the the, the Murcielago the Diablo the Contash they could all trace their V12 back to the one that was in the Mura and you know they they they'd been on an evolution of construction and materials and then all of a sudden the event store came along and it had a fully carbon chassis it had pushrod suspension i think yep, yep. inboard yeah, rug. and it had an all-new V12. And this is interesting because apparently there were four things Lamborghini wanted, okay? And there were three things that Lamborghini bankrolled. So they got they got the carbon chassis, tick. They got the pushrod suspension, yep. They got the brand-new V12, excellent. They couldn't get a dual-clutch gearbox. 
which brings us to one of the event store's flaws. But let's come back to that because, yeah. It, you can it imagine got this... the meeting where they're sort of going, right, raise your hands if you want to drink like All those box. in favour. All those in favour of a carbon chassis, I... Yeah, and um, then there was just one guy going, nah, I think if you literally dislocate your neck every time you change gears, probably... They won't know, like and it will last 10 years, it's what fine. Was the, what was the name of it? It was an IS... The ISR, ISR. Independent ISR. Shift Rod or something. Yes, uh, yeah. Um, I'm sure you've heard lots about this before, but it is, yeah, the single biggest flaw in this car that's magnificent, really, in, in, in lots of other areas. Um, but yeah, 2011. So it's, yeah, it's been, it's been around. They've, they definitely got, as we'll explore when we come to all the different editions, they definitely got the mileage out of that all-new carbon chassis and platform and that, yeah, magnificent new engine. So let's just talk about the looks of it, because it's a Lamborghini. It's quite funny. I've just pulled up our first story when we we saw it and everyone just says well jason barlow wrote it is this a lambo that's gone soft can you look <laughs> at it now and th- and which we've said about the hurricane and everything that's come since it's over two meters wide it's absolutely massive for a two-seat car with a huge engine in the back and it has a basically horizontal windscreen exactly and it comes up to your hip line and then uh it's just made of triangles i think what always happens is this is coming off the back of the maddest versions of the Murcielago. So you get the sort of the entry level, if you can call it that, softest, most basic car that that obviously they launch with. It then evolves throughout its lifetime with all sorts of different, more hardcore, um, more downforce versions. Yeah, you're right. So actually, you're comparing what was the what was well, the no, no, it was, it was the Reventon that this came on. Yeah, oh, there we go. So it's Reventon twenty two Raptor inspired. Yeah. Supercar. So you can see, and it's happened again with the with the new one, the Revuelto, which is, and, and we've all gone, ah, yeah, a bit derivative. Mm, yeah. Saw those headlights on the Shan. Yeah, you know, yeah. we've seen this before, but you just know that this is like the sort of, you know, the Poplar Plus version. This is the LX. <laughs> this is the one point five, you yeah. know, SE. You wait yeah. and see what they do with it next. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Uh, so when when was that when was that feature row was that that was bang on beginning of 2011 This is 2011 yeah, yeah. I can't remember exactly where it was But yeah just to, to you know what we're talking about here is 691 horsepower massive V12 is it 6.4 6.5 is it and then 509 foot pound of torque, not 62 in under three seconds. These are all good supercar numbers. Mm-hmm. So especially, you know, in 2011, everything seems to be able to do everything in under three seconds yeah. now. But, you know, it ticked all the boxes of what you wanted a Lamborghini to, to do. Um, and then they just got crazy from there. Crazy in there, from there. Because this is, this is the supercar game, isn't it? You know, how, how long was the Aventador on sale for in total? 12 years. 12 years. So you've got 12 years where you've got to keep the excitement about your car absolutely at boiling point mm. for 12 years if you want to shift these things. Um, you can't just, you know, bring, bring, bring this one out and, le- and leave it in showrooms. So the trick, and I think this is probably Stefan Winkleman's masterstroke, is his ability to turn... Um, to start with something and then just stretch it and spin it in all sorts of different ways and directions to keep us and uh, buyers interested. So where 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 did they go from from here? What was what was the sort of code name, the sort of full model name of the original? So the standard car was the LP, which Lambo nerds will know is uh, longitudinal posterior or whatever that is in Italian. So basically, say that's where <laughs> the engine is, mid engines, and it's lying lengthways in the car. And then it was a 700-4, so 700 PS and four-wheel drive and yeah even that had been a massive leap on from where the Murcielago had, had got to so it's the base version has 700 horsepower it doesn't sound like a lot now but that was 
big league stuff in yeah. 2011. And then the first thing they did, standard, chop the roof off it. Um, no motorized folding hardtop or anything. It was two pretty cumbersome carbon fiber panels that you had to clip together and then they would go in the boots. Um, in the front, which is actually... Uh, in the front... That's right, yeah. Sorry, oh, yeah. not in the, yeah, the boots. Which you have to do fruit. the right way around, but there's no actual proper instructions. Then they got better with age, having done this, with they would colour code each prong for where the for the tile would with go. The sort of like Ikea pamphlet yeah, with the little pictures. When you're very hot in Italy and you want to take the roof off, and then you're just trying to stuff it into the front of this car on the side of the road. You look like a bit of an idiot. But, but then uh, where does your where does your wash bag go? If you're putting the... I don't wash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no space in the in an event store for anything. So, yeah, you can't put anything in there. So, yeah, after the Roadsters... Then it went to... So, this is the thing. In terms of, like, the Aventador itself, there weren't loads and loads of editions of the Aventador. There were just loads of different cars on that platform. So, then the next actual Aventador was the SV, or mm. Super Veloce. How, how many Italian. years So, that's later. a 2015 car. Okay. So, this is four years in. You finally get the one which is... This is our, you know, more hardcore, more powerful slightly lighter special so 50 kilos saved power up by 50 ps and yeah it just had that slightly more stealthy kind of look to the front the black uh, intakes and then the big fixed wing on the back amazing multi-spoke wheels i can remember all this from memory because i remember being on a shoot with one in cumbria once when jack we got the world's most inconvenient puncture didn't we and i had a oh. long time to sit and look at it while we worked out <laughs> what we were going to do with a flat tired lamborghini all punctures are inconvenient but this one was particularly annoying because the nearest dealer with a tire was in edinburgh i think it was i think was it manchester oh maybe manchester even worse anyway, it's a long old drive it's not the sort of thing where you just ring up quick fit and other tire <laughs> suppliers are available and go hi we've got the only lamborghini Aventador sv in the country right now yeah any chance you've got a 335 section rear tire or could you just like glue together two ford focus tires and maybe we could just stick that on julie quick question the the graphics the sv stickers on the side of the car mm. are they acceptable do you like them Yes, it's a Lamborghini. Do exactly. what you want with it. Yes. There's th- one in London right. that's covered in diamonds. So yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a sticker's not that bad. So yeah, it, it's a Lamborghini. You can paint it whatever colour you like. You cover it in fur, grass, and yeah, yeah. some stickers. But it, it should be as wild as you can make it, I think. Nice. We should just say that the SV, in case that's really sold it to you, and you're thinking, oh, I bet they're a bargain by now. Um Beware, it has the single most uncomfortable seats ever fitted to any car. Like with The shoot that we went on, that one we got a puncture, I think. Ollie Marriage, you can't join us today, he brought his own cushion proper on li- that shoot. Proper little sort of granny cushion with little tassels <laughs> on the side. It was really sweet. I do know others who've just, they've gone for a drive, come back and they realise they've got to do big mileage. So they've gone to their bedroom, just got the pillow from the top of their bed and just stuffed it on the, so their coxic isn't just turned into I think Lamborghini's missing a trick. Should be an optional extra, right? They could charge about three grand for a Lamborghini branded pillow. Yeah, exactly. They're stuffed with kind of ostrich feathers or whatever else. <laughs> but yeah, that's a... Beware of that if you're thinking I might have one. There's consumer advice right there. Getting back on track. And then, of course, they take the hardcore, you know, purist special, the SV, and chop the top off that as well because there's money to be made there. I see a pattern. So, um, yeah, then there was the SV Roadster, still with the distinctive wing, but now with the lift-out roof panels. And then it's facelift time. So that's where you get to the Aventador S from 2016. Okay. And that, I think the main thing with that is, yes, it, a few more styling tweaks and up to 740 horsepower, but it got rear-wheel steering. Ah. And this was around the time when we'd started driving more and more cars 
like the um, Porsche 911 GT3 got it and a few others where rear steer all of a sudden made these big intimidating cars and they don't come much more big and intimidating than an Aventador could start to feel a little bit more agile, a little bit more wieldy. I mean, we're talking relative terms here. Mm. This is still as scary as a well, hypercar s- gets. Slightly better for steering around the back of Harrods. Well, really. yeah, it's yeah. 4.7 metres long. Yeah. So that rear wheel steering helps you get Hang it. on, it had a name. I need to look this up. Because you know how everything sounds better in Italian, like mm. Maserati Quattroporte? It's when four if doors. it's pronounced correctly. Yeah, well, the... stand by. Wait for this. The Lamborghini Dinamica Viloco Attiva. Lamborghini Vehicle Active Dynamics. LDVA. Let's go with LDVA. Our that entire was the Italian fan base has so, just so uh, left the conversation. Yes, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> but that was, so on top of the rear wheel steering, that's what brought you your Strada mode from the street, Corsa mode from the track, and then the events door never had like an individual mode. So you could put all your favourite settings, i.e. loud everything, and then maybe try and turn the suspension down. And they brought it in for the events door S. And can you remember what it was called? I can. I, was, I, I wasn't listening. So. Rowan. You're made of it. Ego. <laughs> it's the ego mode. Ego mode. Yes. I mean, you could not make... They know their market, don't they, Lamborghini? Deary me. There was that concept as well, the egoista. Remember yeah. that? The single-seater for the ultimate ego. Yeah. You know. <laughs> anyway, carry on. So that was... Yeah, so that was the so, event store. All right, so there was the S, and then, then SV plus, SVJ. Yeah, this is where you get to SVJ. Again, Lambo nerds know that J is... Jota or Yota, and then this is your track-focused version of the Event Store S. But this was around that time where Lamborghini had decided we can do mad aerodynamics too. We, we're into downforce; it's not just Ferrari. So this thing had, you know, like a blown rear wing, didn't it? Where it had like an intake in the rear wing and could vent air out of it. Plus, it had the weight saving. The engine's now up to seven hundred and fifty-nine horsepower at eight and a half thousand RPM. It's it, it, this is the point where the event store has gone beyond bedroom wall material. It's now just full on like fantasy car. And also the exhaust <laughs> just come out where the number plate should be. So they had to move that. They've rerouted it. And then the yeah. flame oh, yeah, is bluer and bigger. Toddler yeah, face height. It's really pretty dangerous for the old cars and coffee, this one. And um, what year did we get SVJ? Oh, I've got to look this up now. So this is 2018. So it's kind of funny because even, you know, you'd think, oh, this is the run out special. But that's still... A good few years ago. Five years still to go. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was, they were still um, evolving it. And then guess what they did? So they had the lightweight, you know, the new, the special, special one, the SVJ. They cut the roof off. SVJ Roadster. So this was limited edition of only 800 units. And that was actually the only event store I've ever driven. SVJ Roadster. Starting at the top. Yes, I went straight in at the Ultimate. I was like, yeah, it's not intimidating at all. It's got rear-wheel steering, no Apple CarPlay, but yeah, I don't know what the fuss is all about. Yeah, you still, in all this progression, it still had the same Audi screen. From like 2008-era A4. Exactly. That was in that initial meeting where it's like, (laughs) yes, you can have the carbon tub, but you have to stick with the same infotainment system for 12 years. Yeah. Fine. And they would just stay with their Nokia 3310s going, ah, we don't think they will change much. Screens aren't going to catch Screens are screens. And also, yeah, it always does my head in the... um, the switch for the windows it's all very it's all Germanic controls in there from Audi but they think oh no it's got to be a Lamborghini it's not got to work quite as well and be a bit Italian and wacky so they're just in the, they go the wrong way to what you're expecting you have to pull up to go down and down to go up so it's, it's, it's not right but you know that's another bit of consumer advice for you there so just remember which way the windows open and close yeah but yeah meanwhile while, while all that was going on with the Aventador while they were actually evolving that and making it more hardcore yeah, the, as you were talking about earlier, chaps, the Winkleman effect, that, that we've, we've done a new chassis, we've done a new engine, 
what else can we spin off it? That was really starting yeah. to get into its and just, stride. And just if you're not, so a fay with the, the the board of directors for these car companies, <laughs> Stefan Winkelmann was the, is the CEO of uh, or was CEO of Lamborghini, uh, and he was doing he was dual, dual rolling, wasn't he, with Bugatti at the same time? At that no, point? no, he no, he, he did. Um, yeah, he did, went off to. to to run Bugatti and then he's now come back to Lamborghini. I think there's again. a point where he's juggling both jobs. Well, it's pretty cool. He also yeah. fitted in time to be the head of Audi RS for a while. But yeah, oh, his, yes. his main party trick, isn't it? His his special move, his special power is spin off lots and lots of limited edition versions for collectors. Low volume, very high price. a standard car. So mm-hmm. at Bugatti, you don't just finance the Chiron, you turn it into the Devo and the Centodici and you do a Per Sport and a Super Sport and a 300 plus and you create Voiture all these... Noir, is it? Oh yeah, Le Voiture Noir as well. Yeah, all these extra versions, these must-haves that collectors will fight with each other to own. So go on, give us the rundown. What, what, what did he make... With the uh, with the Aventador as the sort of starting ingredients. Well, he he actually got started pretty quick. You think the Aventador came out in 2011? Just two years later, we got the Veneno. Absolutely, which bang on it. Did we or did we get the J first? Ah, now this is what I because I, I think one of the J is the forgotten car. The, well, the J, yeah, but the J was arguably what the first of these speedsters, which we've got loads of now: the McLaren Elva and the, the Ferrari Monza. And the but, Aston Speedster. Of course, yeah, yeah. But this is a... Yeah, someone ripped the windscreen off an Aventador um, back in... You're right, Jerome. I've just looked it up. 2012. So that was the first was one. Was it the original or was the um, the SLR... Sterling Moss. Sterling Moss. Yeah, that, that, was that, that did get there first. But yeah. then, no, but this was more... Because I just remember this press shot of two people sat in this Aventador in just black helmets and they just looked like they meant business. But you knew... <laughs> That no one's going to drive. I think the car belongs in is in Marbella because I I ask is owned it by just, some British gangster. It just disappeared. No, but it's yeah. just in a garage somewhere, and you've never seen it ever again. It was at the Geneva Motor Show, and with but, the greatest of respect to whoever did specify that, it wasn't a massive conversion job for Lamborghini, was it? It's it's got the same engine, it's got the same power, same headlights. They literally just took the windscreen off. Yeah, that and was went, a, you can no, do with that. That was, really just a, that was an angle grinder job in an afternoon. <laughs> no, they were just testing whether the, the, the money printing machine was working, so they just put that test case through, and then yes, went to the Venena, yeah, which so you're was quite a lot right. more extreme. The Veneno, yeah, is a full rebody. So at this point, yeah, engine's up to 750 horsepower, but it's, you know, just, it's, I mean, I don't find it a particularly no, good looking car, it's, I have to say. A, it's got a bit of a cartoon nose on it. It's a Lamborghini. It's ugly. <laughs> it should be mad. It's mad. Well, yeah, it, it no, but the Reventon was the Reventon was a, the, the Murcielago kind of spin-off, low yeah. volume, very high price. Mm. I thought that was fantastic looking. This, yeah. I don't know. Bloated proportions weren't right. Yeah, but it also is, always makes me laugh as well when the, the company do a, a, a sort of a limited edition car, but then keep one for itself. So that's the Veneno. They made four of them. Three were done for customers, and then one was just made purely to only ever live in the Lamborghini Museum. It was mm. only ever destined to be, you know, a showpiece. Yeah. But yeah, because they were done, they had the colours, the the, flag, the three of them, it was of the Italian flag, wasn't there? There was one with the green stripe, white stripe, and yeah. red stripe. <laughs> yeah, <thanks. laughs> don't get that one wrong. Yeah. Geography coming yeah. in. Then. Four so million quid. GCSE geography were. paying off there. Four million quid a car, and then they made nine roadsters because they went, "Oh, that's a success." The money printing machine is working quite well now. Let's go print some more. Yeah, yeah. So they did that, but that wasn't enough. Next, well, next we come. Since we're talking about Lamborghini's um, 60th birthday today, this is a bit confusing because the next one was the Centenario, 
which is obviously celebrating 100 years. How can Lamborghini be, ce- Lamborghini be celebrating 100 years? Because it was to celebrate the what would have been the 100th birthday of the company founder, Ferruccio Lamborghini. So this again, it's a vent store underneath, but it's completely rebodied. It was, you know, really intricate carbon fibre work around the diffuser and the, 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 the front splitter and still the same scissor door, still the same really dodgy gearbox, actually. And I like the token five kilograms lighter than an Avenged Door SV. Important. I mean, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't be seen dead in your SV after the Centenario <laughs> came along, would you? How embarrassing. I remember there was a great feature where we, uh, before my time, but we, we, I think we escorted it to the Geneva Motor Show or something. So we turned up to the Lamborghini factory, the Centenario, and... While it was still being finished yeah. Yeah. the night before the Geneva <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, literally gluing bits on gluing more as it's going in the back, back of a truck. And we sort of escorted it through the night to the to the motor show. So this is, again, we're really not taking the mic now. Very, very exclusive, the Lamborghini Centenario. Very, very sought after. Only 20. Strictly 20 cars and then 20 roadsters. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So, yeah, so now... now like Ryan said, the money machine is glowing red hot at this point. <laughs> Lamborghini. Well, this is just right. preparing for the Eurus, which is coming later as well. And Aye. then they just need to get another money printing machine, a bigger one. Yeah. But yes, after that. But you know that you know that you're really in the Lamborghini circle of trust when you can do one of the, you know Ferrari have those SP cars, special projects. So if you're a proper Ferrari Easter, you can be invited to buy a one-off and it will be tooled up for you and you pay an absolute telephone number for it. Well, in 2018, something called the SC18 was done, which is a sort of one-off Aventador, but it was developed by Lamborghini's race team, Squadra Course, their racing divisions. This was like taking lessons from the Huracan GT3 and the the car you see at like the Nürburgring 24 hours and applying that to make the most circuit-focused version of an Aventador. Yeah, 760 horsepower, only one made. Um, I haven't seen it thrapping around Brands Hatch, so I imagine it's not a track day regular. No. It's in a garage somewhere. In my Appreciating. Yeah. And then we got into, because everyone was, you know, it's a 12-year life cycle for this car. Then the world was changing and everyone wanted hybrid. So then we turned... change. uh, With a little battery they put in, a little lithium-ion battery. Tiny one. You know the ones you get in your uh, your phone? Yeah. Just one of those. Just a little tiny... Just a button battery. It's actually a super capacitor, Rowan. Ah. Uh, Not a battery at all. Well, it's a sort of form of battery really a super but the point of a supercapacitor is it can um charge and more importantly discharge really quickly so rather than holding all this charge and, and sort of letting it out like a like a lithium-ion battery supercapacitors are designed to just basically fully charge when you stand on the brakes and then just um disperse all that that energy as soon as you stamp on the throttle but really what it was there to do in the shan was to smooth out torque fill that dodgy gearbox that was still hanging around like a bad smell. So this is, by, by this point, it's 2019. The event store's been around for, what, eight years, and Lamborghini's finally admitted, as all of its customers write in with, you know, from a, wearing a neck brace, that maybe the gearbox needs some work. So they put, a, you know, a, a button battery in the back of it and yeah. go, right, we've smoothed out the changes. There we go. It yeah. did kind of work as well. Yeah. And, but and this, it was named after Sean Lloyd, wasn't it? It was uh, the, the <laughs> famous weather yeah. presenter and uh, English TV uh, personality. It was an unusual move. Because normally they they it's like a fighting bull or something like that. But Ma- well, well, they were just massive fans of the factory in Santa Agata. It's like they would just watch her. On... I think they saw the Rolls Royce Dawn and thought, "What are we going to call ours?" <laughs> and someone's mum was called Sean, and they went for it. So this again, incredibly exclusive car, absolutely strictly only sixty three 
to be made. I'll, I'll have one. That's and so then, rare. And then 19 convertibles. Oh, okay. so, <laughs> they, 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 they certainly know their uh, formula, don't they, Lamborghini? Yeah. Jack, um, the next one I'm going to hand over to you about because I know nothing about the Ascenza SCV12, but this is, is this as extreme as an Aventador derivative got? I think so, yeah. I think it's, um, so it's a track-only version, again, built in uh, collaboration with Squadra Corsa. Um, I think this is the one, didn't they just get, they got massively carried away. The idea was to make a, a, a track-only um, version of the Aventador and then they ended up building pretty much an entirely new car, changing everything with it. I mean, it hasn't even got headlights. No, it's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. brilliant. It's, it's the loudest. It's the loudest thing. It is an engine, uh, which I has one of my favourite phrases that you can get a stressed member uh, to be part <laughs> to, to be part of the show. But also, it's an engine with wheels because all it is eight hundred and twenty yeah. horsepower of Lamborghini engine, mm. and then half an attempt at some bodywork over the top yeah. of it, and just strap yourself in and go and. I can't remember what year it was at Goodwood, but Probably 2019, 20, 2019, 2020. Um, yeah, if you go onto uh, Top Gear's YouTube channel, there is a a video on there of me taking a passenger ride up the hill in said car. Um, I think we called it the loudest Lamborghini in the world, or something. But no, but it generates more downforce than uh, their GT3 race cars. Mm-hmm. And at the hill climb, it was the loudest thing there. It looks absolutely bananas. It's a Lamborghini personified for me. I yeah. love it. This is yeah. them doing, like, Ferrari had done those FXX series cars, isn't it? And they were sold as, like, you know, this is you helping develop the next series of hypercars. And then there's Lamborghini going, it's allowed, and <laughs> just having the time of their lives. Interestingly, 40 of them were made. No roadsters. What? So this may Mr. well be, Trick. this um, is one of the more exclusive ways of getting an event store. Winkleman, if you're listening, you come on, <laughs> yeah. 20 roadsters. Now. But also, you know, if you're a very wealthy person, which I assume you have to be to buy this uh, limited edition Lamborghini uh, for many millions... Uh, wouldn't you rather than buying a hypercar and then taking it on a track day, just rather have a dedicated track car that's made by Lamborghini's racing division and just go and thrash that around and then have and then an have A3. a car that's actually su- suited to the to the road? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that uh, not to veer too wildly off the subject may have been the problem with them. Um, Bit of a problem with the Aston Valkyrie, which is trying to be the you know this extreme high downforce F1 chasing hypercar on the track, and also be road legal, and it kind of sort of stumbles slightly in both areas. You're right, fully focused engine with some wheels on it, maximum noise, stress member, and have fun on the track, stress and then member. cruise home in your Range Rover. And finally, we have this. I think this is probably the most controversial special edition. Yeah, this is why it saved it till last, not only because it's chronologically last, but yeah, this is the one that spikes not just the internet, but the man who designed the original. We have the LPI 804 Kuntash. Oh, yeah. Kuntak, or however you meant to say it. Commenters shout at us. Yes, but this this was a limited edition based on the Aventador and, well, the with the Shans hybrid boost. But it's all about the looks, isn't it, here? And the looks are inspired by the Kuntash, you know, the, the most outrageous supercar of the 1970s yeah. and I'd, 80s. I'd say some angles kind of works. I think the front's quite cool, quite quite Kuntashy. I think the rear sort of feels a bit too long and the overhang's not quite right. It's not perfect from every angle, but, you know. I don't know. I think it's quite spec sensitive. When they first revealed it just in white, and we, we had it on the cover of the mag, and I was like, hmm. Yeah, okay. But then, it, like Rome was saying earlier, it's an Instagram supercar. And yeah. the more I've seen coming out with kind of slightly wackier Spectrum owners putting like rose gold wheels on it and purple paint, I've started to go, 
actually, I think that's a really good looking car. But I know nothing because the designer of the original Countach has publicly disowned it, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's distanced himself from the uh, from the project. Um, but we should we won't go into that particular also legal again case. extremely limited edition 112 units and how no, many roasters no, no roasters no roasters no roasters because that was never Yet. originally a Countach roaster <laughs> no. so. I just hate seeing money left on the table you know <laughs> it's just uh, by the way it, um, that that Countach get again get onto the YouTube channel um, or topgear.com and watch uh, Ollie Marriage's film read his feature on it um, he drove that car I think we were the first. We were the first journalists, first people outside the company to drive the car, and not anywhere. We had the Stelvio Pass to ourselves. Literally, the closed Stelvio Pass and the new Kuntash. Um, I'm still jealous about that one. Yeah. Oh, and we should just re- just revert back to the events door one last time, because the final version was the ultimate, and this was an events door as we as we know and very much love it. So by this point, the V12 has been wound out to 780 horsepower. It's sort of like an SVJ, but without the wing, and they only made uh, 350 mm. hardtops and 250 roadsters, <laughs> except even that's not completely accurate, because do you remember a few years ago when that massive uh, sort of uh, cargo ship sank oh yeah in the azores i do and it had loads of porsches and bentleys on it it had 15 lamborghini aventador ultimates on it are they still at the bottom of the sea this is it lamborghini had to replace them so because the customers have said i want one of these limited editions and they can't say well sorry it's you know now sleeping with the fishes so they 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 built the extra cars they restarted production you know which was probably being all wound down for the rev welto went nope got to do it built 15 more chassis and did the extra cars, which means... Rowan, you're into scuba diving. Scuba diving yeah. enthusiasts, if you want a free Aventador... Rowan loves a dive. I'm going to go and rob that Aventador off Nemo. I'm having that back. We're going to treasure up. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you go down there. Be That's one hell of a coral reef down there, isn't it? You've got some Cayennes and some uh, Aventadors and what else was yeah. on the ship. GT- no, it was a load of GT3s that went down was it? Really? as well, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a full kind of sweet shop of super limited edition Volkswagen Group supercars um yeah so the aliens and the the civilizations of the future that dive to the bottom of the ocean will be like what the hell was going on here yeah, yeah. i think less lesson then though spread them out a bit you know stick a <laughs> stick a few you don't know, put all your hypercars in one exactly a couple of hypercars a load of golfs you know another ship you know i'm gonna I'm phone saying. james cameron after this he's got that that submarine hasn't he that goes down to the, the sequel of titanic well not just to do the sequel we can raise film if we the want ultimate to. yeah good, good, that's a good youtube video yeah yeah no one steal this idea. Anyway, right. <laughs> so that's that's um, your lot. That's all the event stores. Well, sorry, uh, the uh, event stores that I know of. Okay. If you know more, then there there are a few more special editions and other bits. But yeah, Th- so there's I'm, a few of them. I'm interested. What um what can you buy one for now? What's the cheapest Aventador for sale in the UK now? Should we turn this into a guessing game? I've got here right Wait, in front hold, of me. Hold oh, on right, a second. All right, all right. You've, they were they started. Were they still. 250 when they were yeah, new in a, 2011, weren't in they? In 2011, yeah. it's a quarter of a million. By the time that they were doing the SVJ Roadster, it was like three quarters of a million. Yeah. Something yeah. mad for that. So I'm looking here at a 2012. So nice early car, 31,000 miles. Mm-hmm. Low um, mileage. Yeah. It's for sale right now. It's available. Uh, no offers, please. Uh, <laughs> what should we start the bidding at, Jack? What do you think they're going to um, Well, it's going to be... Uh, it's, it's still going to be... It's going to be 120k. 120 grand, right? I was going to say 130. 
you two chaps are playing in small fry. It's 153,000 quid for the cheapest event store. I think and that's then, all right. I think it hold their value quite well, I think. No, no, no. That that, is I'm a well, well played event store. It is a I'm bargain, thinking. actually, because if you're looking for one, if you're going, I will not go over 20,000 miles, then you're looking at 170,000. But there's a very fetching orange one here. And I'm surprised how many for sale. On the um, on the car super I'm looking at right now, seventy two right now. <laughs> Many of them are orange. That was definitely the colour to have. Okay, so one hundred and fifty k will bag you a medium mileage early event store. Yeah, and I, will any if you put a private plate on that, would anyone know it's the old model? You know, do Lamborghinis no. really age that fast that it still looks so outrageous? You can just cover it in diamonds like like Rome would. Yeah, but also you don't need to buy an event store as people know. You just rent one. But, you know, everyone's had them for a, uh, you know, you pop to a wedding, show people that you're, you're not the person that you see them on Instagram. So how much do you think it is to rent a Lamborghini SV for 24 hours midweek? An SV? Yeah. So we're not even talking normal spec. We're talking... No, we're talking so, emissions. So the last time I went on holiday, Peugeot 208, that was about 90 quid a day. Let's work upwards Fully from comp. there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Third party fire and theft. I have no idea. I genuinely um, think I'm going to be uh, two day, decimal right? points out. Per day? Um, it's per day. Based per day, on a seven-day hire. Um, 350 a day. I'll go 220 a day. Two and a half thousand pounds a day, excluding <laughs> that. Literally 10% of the actual price. Yeah. And so. 92% of that price is insurance. I mean, we should just mention the fact that this car you know, has got a pretty bad reputation now across the internet mm. for people doing irresponsible stuff for the joy of smartphones with it and lighting them on fire, trying to get the biggest, you know, flamethrower impression out the back of it. And yeah, they've um, unfortunately, they've slightly become a victim of that kind of cartoon success haven't they yeah yeah it does happen to supercars as they sort of drop in price um people with questionable i don't know if even it was, if it was depreciation that did that for the event store i just think there was so many people just yeah. getting yeah. into them early it was the on. rise of the likes yeah. yeah the algorithms fed them to the you know to the crusher all right let's um We've covered we've covered it beginning to end there. Mm. Um, so what does the internet want to know? <laughs> this is what the internet wants to know. Let's just double check that we've that we've ticked off the burning questions from the internet. I'm Num- confident. So number one, are the Lamborghinis? You have to, this is literally how the this questions is, are presented. Google verbatim. Are the Lamborghini Aventadors getting discontinued? Yes. 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 Um, so gone. the new, so the replacement is the Revuelto. Um, it's a plug-in hybrid. Um, it's got a thousand horsepower. The good news is it's still got a six point five litre naturally aspirated V twelve, and those, which th- is exposed by the way, you can see it where, where yeah. in the event store it was hidden behind uh, some glass. This is literally just bulging out for the, all fresco. the elements to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's coming. We should be driving it later this year. So basically, as of Pretty much now, yeah. they won't be building any more event stores. So yes, there we go. Um, what will replace them? The Revuelto. We've just answered that. Is it automatic? Unfortunately. Only. Well, I think you'll find it's actually an automated manual. But uh, right. yeah, that's uh, basically, it, it will change gear for you, but it's not very happy about it. Is it convertible? Now there's an idea. You know, you oh, can, yeah. a roadster version. One with the roof that lifts yeah. out. No, yeah, and just sort of more consumer advice, you have to remove the roof yourself. So, it's a, yeah, so that if you're thinking that you can just flick a button, it will just no. fold away effortlessly behind you. That's not happening. And just to bring up this gearbox, because we're very lucky that we've experienced these cars, um, can you just explain 
to the general public what it feels like and why it's so it, bad. Basically, if you it, uh, if you've ever driven a paddle shift car, it, it may well have been a twin clutch gearbox. The idea there is the moment you pull the paddle, it snaps into the next gear, and you have a continuation of torque. So if your there's no foot's, interruption, is there's there? no interruption. So if your foot's on the throttle or then you, you pull the next gear and you you continue on your way, maybe with a sort of a, a, a bit of a... A pop. A pop and a little nudge in the back, but it, it's, it's relatively smooth and pleasant. In this one, because it takes so long for the clutch to disengage and to find the next gear and to re-engage it, there's this moment where the, the torque breaks, so you effectively get deceleration, what feels like deceleration. You've, you lollop forward in your seat, that's the... Hang nodding, in the seatbelt, don't you? Hang in the seatbelt, your head nods forward. That's all these whiplash jokes we've been making throughout here. And then eventually it finds another gear and, and off you go again. What and you, you basically 700 horsepower. Bah! Yeah, so what you have to do is you have to drive around it. You have to a little lift of the throttle, change the gear, pause for a beat, back on the throttle and off you go. But the difference for the event store is, you know, there's lots of cars that have had single clutch automated manuals like for early Ferrari F1 gearboxes and the M3 CSL BMW. But they were, you know, that was just a limitation of technology. They were trying to smooth it out as much as they actually could. Whereas of the Aventador, they deliberately went for the whack in the back, didn't they? When you're in the, the Corsa mode, I think it's Corsa, that's the one where it's, they deliberately elongate mm. that moment and then the clutch engagement when the power comes back in is deliberately painful to mm-hmm. give you sense of occasion. And it, it only happens when you have revved it out a certain amount, doesn't it? It's like a yep. reward. Yep. If you've held onto the revs, then you get kicked in the back of the head. Yeah, it's, it's and, we, and we should note that the Revuelto has gone to a twin clutch gearbox now. So they, they, they obviously had the meeting with the whiteboard again and they went for the twin clutch gearbox this time. I don't know what they've sacrificed Dear Father on. Christmas, please may we have, because we've been very, very good. Yeah. made loads of money with our Urus. Can yeah. we have a proper gearbox? Yeah. Won't it be interesting to see in a few years' time if people are going, oh, I miss the old event store days. I miss yeah. that concussion. That gearbox had character. <laughs> um, all right, is it a good investment? Touched on that with the prices. Seem to be holding up pretty well. Well, yeah, if you've bought an early one, you've lost 100 grand. If you've bought an SVJ, I should think you're pretty safe. Well, lots of people were selling them for, oh, yeah, if you got in there early, a lot of people were making money off them straight away anyway. So, uh, yeah, depends where you can get them. Which is the fastest? The SSC, SC, the SVJ is the fastest Aventador, but then one of the limited editions is faster around the track. The Ascenza will be the, the fastest around the track, surely. Yeah, and they've um, always, because they came out doing 220 miles an hour yeah. top speed anyway, so... Uh, There's I no think, such thing as a slow Aventador. I'd imagine the Sean or the Kuntash... It's certainly the most powerful because they've got 800 PS. Mm. Go have a go and put it on YouTube and we'll, we'll, all see, we'll see the results. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They're all fast. Um, is it reliable? Big question. Consumer advice here, guys. The one I drove didn't break down despite feeling like the gearbox was going to shoot out the back of it at high speed. Yeah, same here. I was driving it uh, as hard as I could, didn't break. Um, I suppose it depends how you're using it. Are you trickling it around central London? Are you doing burnouts? Are you cold revving the engine? Um, yeah. Are you trying to scorch the pavement? Yeah. But that's also, how you break it. The clutches do, because it does get a bit confused. If you, I've driven quite a few up steep inclines. You don't want to be behind it because you can start getting quite smelly because the clutch doesn't know where to engage, disengage, and gets a bit lost. So, yes, yeah, so if you are looking to buy one, go have a, a drive and see what the clutch is doing if it's slipping in see any way. See whether the previous owner lived at the top of a very steep hill. Because that could 
That but, could kill the clutch. Exactly. Or to get it out of their garage if they ever did. Um, Just very quickly on the event store, if I can recommend people a bit of uh, bit of long read culture, head over to topgear.com and, or to your favourite search engine and look for Top Gear Lamborghini V12 boat because there's a lovely story that our colleague Greg Potts did last year where the event store is going out of production it's a great excuse for him to go and drive the Ultima but also he went to go and see this absolutely stunning ex Ferruccio Lamborghini Riva boat which was powered by you guessed it his own V12 two of them yeah when when one Countach engine isn't enough you slot two in it's just been fully restored um, to better than new condition the v12s both work it's probably the best looking best sounding waterborne craft of all time and there's just some lovely shots of it with um with the final event door it's, it's a lovely feature and just um a great celebration of all we love about v12s in italy i think and our greg grinning behind the wheel of said boat look at him He's so yeah, even with if your reliability is good servicing and maintaining a Ventador is quite expensive anyway especially once it's out of its warranty period which you know I think I can't remember how many 3,000 miles I think it was initially but anyway you're not going to be taking it to an Audi dealership and you know getting spares the same rate as you would for a, a TT but yeah I think it's 900 quid for a set of spark plugs which you can only get from Lamborghini so that's the, one of the cheaper components and it's still very expensive so and the tyres are monstrous and quite hard to source as well. If you mm. want three three five rear tyres, which um, yeah look bloody fantastic there. Well, there we go. Approach with caution in more ways than one. <laughs> um, I hope that helped. If you're in the market for an Aventador, you're almost certainly not. So I hope you just enjoyed that anyway, because it is a proper titan of the, the kind of supercar history book. Um, the Aventador. We're sad to see it go. Maybe we should do another little farewell feature on it. Who knows? Um, oh, actually, Greg's got that covered with the boat. We're not going to better that, are we? I think that's the ultimate goodbye to what was for a long time the ultimate Lambo. Yeah, there we go. Next stop, Rivuelto. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it on. All right, catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Top Gear Magazine podcast. Hope you enjoyed that. And don't forget to subscribe, to leave us a review, to leave us a star rating. But also check out what is in the rest of the feed because as well as interviews, we've got our monthly uh, behind the curtain look into the issues that we make. And also there's some new audio tidbits coming. So... Like Jack says, subscribe. <laughs>